Hey guys, so welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Shuri, where it's a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional life into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone on this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal experiences being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up our best most days. So guys, I am so excited. I have my high school buddy on track, track buddy uh, on today. <laughs> but before we jump in and bring her on, I just want to introduce myself to you guys. So if you've never, if this is your first time coming, or if you are a frequent listener, I just want to say welcome. My name is Amber Sharim. You might have known me a couple of different ways. My little sister and I have a a podcast called The Inner Circle Podcast with Amber Sheree and Taylor Bree, um, where we just mainly talk about people's passions, their businesses. We might even pick a topic and just have on someone that's close to us come and just discuss it for an hour or so. Podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's mainly specifically focused on the professional mom or the working mom. So like I said, it's going to be a power hour. And like I've already alluded to, I have on Shanice Rice. I met Shanice Rice. Oh, I'm going to age myself. And I'm not even that old, but <laughs> it's been a long time. So I met Shanice when I was in high school. We ran track with each other. And from there, she's always been a light. She's always been super funny hilarious and uh when when the high schools kind of split up and we all went our own separate ways in the area that we grew up in it didn't really we I mean we all kind of like got a chance to compete with each other and we went to church with each other so we saw each other often but it wasn't until I came back here after graduating from college and I noticed Shanice was starting her makeup business um and kind of wanting some some models and so I was like oh yeah so cool and I've always admired her she's super smart she's gorgeous she's hilarious and we reconnected that way and this was right before she got married to her husband Greg and eventually I ended up moving to Chicago and we met up again when I asked her if she can be my makeup artist for our wedding and um, I'm so excited to have her on here she is a light uh, a boss, and um, I'm so excited for you guys to to hear from her. And so, obviously, that's how I know Shanice. Um, but I wanted to share with you guys her official bio. So, Shanice Rice strives to use her intellectual talents and entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, excuse me, to positively uh, impact her culture and community. She earned her Bachelor of Arts from IUPUI in 2015, her MBA in Healthcare Administration from Indiana Wesleyan University in 2017. And, oh, I forgot, y'all. I'm over here calling Shanice by her first name, Dr. Shanice Rice. (laughs) She earned a Doctor of Healthcare Administration from Capella University in 2021. Shanice has spent the last 10 years devoting her career to the healthcare industry. She began her healthcare IT career at Community Health Network in 2016. She started as a applications analyst focused on patient access and revenue cycle components of the Epic EMR system. And in 2022, Shanice was promoted to an IT components, uh, or excuse me, IT business solution manager over the women's product line specialty applications. In this role, her responsibilities include leading the teams responsible for the IT functionality surrounding oncology, labor, and delivery, and clinical and patient orders. Since 2014, she has owned her makeup artistry business, 
Beats by Shanice. Most of her weekends are spent doing makeup for weddings, birthdays, proms, and every kind of special event. In 2021, she opened a makeup and photography studio with her husband, Greg, where they collaborate on multiple projects. Shanice loves, lives in Avon, Indiana, with her husband of eight years, Greg, and their son, six-year-old son, Mason. She currently serves on the board of directors for Women in High Tech and Domestic Violence Network in Indianapolis. She enjoys traveling and spending time with her family and friends in her free time. So welcome Shanice, Dr. Shanice Rice onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amber. It's a pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. I am so excited. So I know I presented how I see you and how I know you along with your bio, but is there anything that you would like to add for the listeners that we didn't already cover? Yeah, I mean, how do you, I mean, you do such a great job. I don't see how we say anything else. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I I am Dr. Shanice Rice. Um, I'm a wife, a mother, a leader, um, just you know, finally living in my purpose. And, and I'm grateful for that. So, you know, thanks for having me. Um, glad I could be, you know, a light in, in this world. And, you know, it's, it's great to hear the way that you see me because, you know, you don't really hear that often. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with the every, I want to kind of like break the ice a little bit with you. Obviously, I know you. I've known you for <laughs> over a decade. I don't know everything about you, but I do know little bits and pieces of you. Um, and I do know that you are a foodie, you love to travel, and you care a lot about um, your family and the ones that you you love. But one thing I have noticed about you over the last couple of years, and I don't know if this stems from, from uh, childhood, but you and your husband and, you know, it varies in different groups of friends. I'll go to Disney World. It seems like almost every year, every other year. And I'm so fascinated with that. And, and you guys are so good at documenting your experience traveling to the point where you feel like you are also there with you. So when it comes to Disney World aspect of it, what is your favorite like park that you like to go to and why? Um, hands down, Epcot. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's, I feel like everyone goes to Magic Kingdom just because you want to see the castle. And, the, you know, that was my first stop when I got there. Um, mm -hmm. But Epcot, hands down, you know, for being adults, for being, you know, hardworking adults, mm -hmm. um, sometimes we need to, to drink and have fun. And I feel like Disney is not just for kids. Like, I didn't go to Disney my first time until I was 26 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I, I try to go at least once a year. Um, and we normally go for Christmas. This is the first year that we're not going. Uh, but if you haven't gone to Epcot, I would say you need to do that. I'm trying to plan something. Amber, you might be coming. Um, yeah. like, like a couple's trip to Epcot uh, because they do have drinking around the world and eating around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, those 12 countries and it's a blast. Like hands down, Epcot is it. No everywhere else don't even go like, <laughs> don't even go <laughs> is there a particular like country that you that they've tried to like recognize during the eating and drinking experience where you're just like man you know I'm having this experience here but I can't wait to actually get on the plane and go over to like Italy or Spain or wherever and like get the full immersion experience is there one that kind of sticks out you know, it's funny you say that. Um, Italy definitely sticks out for me. Um, yeah. It is, they have what's called like an orange dream sickle. And of course they have wine and all of that. Um, that was the, the the country where I had the most drinks. Um, and I've never been to Italy. Um, and so, you know, we're celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary in 2024. And that's where we're going. Uh, so it's, I don't know if maybe Disney had something to do with that. Okay. Um, but you know, I we've never been to Italy. I feel like it would be an amazing trip, but Italy is probably like midway through uh, the drinking around the world challenge. Um, okay. And so it, it's beautiful. They have like a nice wine bar in there. So I mean, maybe that set the tone. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I love that. 
um i've heard italy is just it's beautiful mm-hmm. um a lot of like just europe in general there's so much history and any of the um like i had a, a co-worker that went over to italy for their honeymoon and the pictures he brought back were just like insane and uh, it just made me like you said you know your experience here in in the u.s and taking it over there it's just i don't know it's just it's so good that we kind of get out of our comfort zone and travel because there's just a lot of people in the u.s don't even do that um especially minorities and so i think it's good to be that example of showing you know hey let's do it let's get out there you know in your guys's case celebrating anniversary and let's just get on there so that's awesome all right so i i don't want to heart too much on the the disney and traveling because that can literally be our uh whole podcast uh, <laughs> it really could yeah <laughs> um But with every guest that we bring on, I always like to do an inspirational moment. And the reason why I do this is because I know for me, um, there's just so many balls that I'm always juggling and and doing uh, all the time. And sometimes it takes me or I forget to just take a step back and just think about, you know, what what inspired me? What's driving me? What's keeping me full um, today? You know, what am I grateful for? And so I want to, I always want to just ask that to every guest that I bring on because pretty much all the women that I, that you guys inspire me, you guys, um, I, you know, I look up to you guys and, and definitely take tidbits and stuff from you guys that I add into my own, whether it's around business, being a mom, um, a business owner, a career person, and I'm just always curious to know what fuels you guys. So this inspirational moment doesn't necessarily have to be around family or your child or anything like that, but it could even be something you've read, you've listened to, or even watched. So what what inspired you today to get um, your day started? Sure. So um, I think the biggest thing that probably inspired me, and I'd say this weekend, is that I didn't have a plan. Um, and that's something that I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have this scheduled, but, you know, I didn't have to be at work. I didn't have to be at the studio. Um, and, you know, throughout the year, we go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, you know, am dedicating these last two weeks to myself and just really like taking a break from you know, the go, go, go lifestyle. Cause when the new year starts, you know, you're back at it again. Yeah. Um, so it's really like taking in the moments of just being able to, you know, I was able to wake up yesterday when I wanted to, that hasn't happened in so long. Um, you know, I was able to do the same thing today. Um, and so I think, you know, we work so hard, but sitting back and really taking in how hard you work in relaxing. Yeah. Like you work hard for a reason and sometimes you can get so caught up in just chasing that next milestone or working, 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 working that you, you know, it can not be fun or exciting anymore. And so I was excited to take these two weeks off just to kind of reset, recalibrate myself and, you know, recharge for the next year. Um, so that is really, you know, motivating me um, to be the best that I can be. Because I can't be the best in, you know, all of these different avenues if I don't take time for myself. Very real. And that is so real. Is there anything that you do to kind of get, like, allow yourself to have that self-care? Like, when you're able to take those moments, you kind of already mentioned that when you mentioned, like, sleep and just Mm -hmm. rest. But let me ask it in a different way. Is there anything that you're looking forward to in these last two weeks outside of just rest that you're just like, oh, you know, Greg, let's go do this. Or, hey, let's take Mason to this activity that we maybe haven't even had a chance to do, but it's been on our bucket list for the last couple of years. Or maybe not even about family. Like, let me go get a facial or let me go to Sephora because I know you love makeup, you know, and try, you know, to actually take your time. You know, sometimes you go in those different stores and you're just like, okay, I know what I'm looking for. I'm going to get in and out. But 
being able to experiment, play around, ask questions, or go to multiple different places or spend time with friends was kind of one of those things where even though it's not planned, but it's like, since I have the time, you know, let me see if I can fit this in before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, crazy as it sounds, bowling. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I don't know if you remember Woodland Bowl on 96th Street. Um yeah. I used to go there a lot in the summers um through high school. Um, because it was, you know, something cheap to do. They had like dollar bowling during the day. And mm -hmm. I became really good at it. Um, and so it's something that, you know, it takes time. Um, but it, it's also fun and I haven't done it in a while. Um, you know, I've, I've been at someone's like kid's birthday party and, you know, they had bowling there and it, it kind of brought a spark. Um, but you know, my hunt, my son's home for, uh, a couple of weeks and I just want to kind of bring home those things to him. Like, I know we have sky zone and things like that now, but I want to just kind of like take it back to, you know, we used to go bowling with our friends and, yeah. So I'm excited to do that. Like I used to spend hours at the bowling alley with my friends. And so I'm really excited to not have just to really take time to do something like that. Um, I, I feel like even like the holiday things, like, I mean, we've done new fields, we've done, you mm -hmm. know, those things, but I, I feel like, you know, something I'm trying to really bring the things that I enjoyed as a kid to my son. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that'll be fun to go on like a, a bowling outing or something like that uh, with him. Because, you know, we live in the Midwest. It's freezing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what are those indoor activities that we can do? Uh, so I'm excited about that. I love that. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's a lost, uh, I want to say sport, but that's a lost like, you know, activity, especially with like COVID and everybody's just like shoes, balls, you know, but it's just like, mm -hmm even all past that, I mean, they clean, they sanitize and everything. Like, let's get back to the basics, even something so like small, like going to the movie theaters or even just, you know, having a picnic at the park, obviously not right now. We ain't outside, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, back then. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that bowling. I love, I love that. And I do remember Woodland. I was hoping uh, between that and the, um, what is it called? The go-kart place or race car place that was right next to it. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, I hope it survives because, you know, just yeah. some of those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Awesome. I love that. And so I wanted to uh, I'll get to the, the meat and potatoes of why we have Dr. Rice here. And so, Shanice, what... I had obviously I got like a list of a million questions to ask you and we're gonna try to get through most of them but before we even get into your talents and your businesses and you as just a amazing individual I wanted to just have everybody share or you to share a little bit about yourself um obviously we've already covered your bio but there's always a little bit of a story behind how you even got to one even the masters there's not too many doctorates out there I know your mom is a doctorate like how did that guide your journey you know just let us know like a little bit about your career why healthcare, and then why the um the continue why did you continue to get higher education sure so Honestly, um, if we're looking at it, um, I mean, we come from a prominent high school mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, my life was kind of set out for me. Um, you know, I was due to graduate college in three years and, you know, that was that was the plan. Stick to the plan. Always stick to the plan. I'm a CLD graduate. Um, all that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when I got to college, plans changed. Um, I lived my life, lived it a little too much. Um, and so, you know, I had to come home and kind of reset. Um, and, you know, if you can take anything from my journey is that I'd never give up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I look at my friends and, you know, they will, they'll always tell me like, you know, you were the one who went home, but, you know, you surpassed us in 
every capacity that we could think of. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of like, you know, I needed to live that life. I needed to, I needed to fail um, to kind of recognize who I was and that someone else's plan is not my plan. Mm -hmm. So now we're working on my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, you know, I came home, I I went to, to IUPUI and, you know, had I not done that, I wouldn't have met my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that in more ways than one. Um, but something I kind of took from my mom, which, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people have the background where, you know, they're first generation college students or things like that. And I didn't have that. Um, my mother was, you know, she has five degrees. So it's more so like, this is what I've done. You can do it as well. And you should do it. Um, and so, um, you know, when I, when I left school the first time, it didn't make sense to anyone. Uh, but I'll say like coming home, something I kind of noticed was that healthcare will always be around. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be here. Baby, the way I can describe it, babies will always be born and, and people will always pass away. Um, and then there's that in between. So it's like healthcare is a pretty stable industry. Yeah. So okay, I want to be in healthcare in some capacity. So when I was finishing undergrad, I want to be in healthcare in some sort of way. Um, and then, you know, I started to see like, I don't, tech wasn't super, super big back then. Um, but it was, you know, it was a component. Like when we were going away from paper charts and moving into the tech field and it's like, okay, how do I marry the two? What does that look like? Um, And so I started researching um, different careers in technology in healthcare. Um, And then at the time I was getting my MBA and the focus was healthcare administration because I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I knew I did, but I want to understand the business aspects. I want to understand everything when it comes to the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So Epic came up in one of my classes. It was like, okay, what is this? um what what does it have to do and it's like it's the next best thing it's you know all of this and now epic is the number one integrated (laughs) healthcare you know emr system in the world um and so you know i went up to epic you know took the classes as i'm finishing my mba um and it was just kind of like even when i was starting the salary wasn't what i wanted but you know as a minority of salary coming out is great like yeah. we're not hourly we're salary okay yeah. um, <laughs> it was like okay this is this is great I can work with this um but the biggest thing for me was like I didn't want to fail um yeah. I, I didn't and everything that I do and I felt like me quote unquote failing in undergrad the first time was me realizing okay you've been through that you've lived your life so to speak like you know you, you wild out um but you know, now it's your time and it's on your timetable. What do you want to do? No one's creating this for you. And so I am, you know, now, you know, starting as an application analyst, not knowing anything about Epic, I now run all of the, you know, components. I own all the teams that are responsible for the inpatient side of that software system, you know, for the second largest healthcare industry in Indiana. Um, and it's crazy to me, but the biggest thing to me was just don't fail. How how do you how do you continue to grow? Like failure wasn't an option to me. Um, and I, I said, you know, I said this when I was kind of starting out, or you know, when I started in this career was just kind of to say, what well, ten years ago, like I want to be able to walk into a room, and they wouldn't be able to tell me no. Which I used to say that a lot. Um, I understand that's not feasible all the time mm-hmm. um <laughs> I found that out once before um but but I'll say like it was just you know how do you make sure you're excelling in all avenues to where if they tell you no they have to give you a great reason yep and and that was the the case for me getting my doctorate because I know the feats that I want to accomplish and I know I'm not clinical um but it's more so like you don't need to be clinical to to get to that level, but having this doctorate and having the experience behind it, um, you know, when I do make that leap, I feel like there's not going to be a, a reason of why they can question me. 
Um, and so, I mean, that's always been my biggest push is just to think about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And when I go to make those moves or when I'm constantly moving up, like, what does that look like? How, how do I show them who I am? Um, and, and what separates me apart from everyone else? Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think that doctorate, um, that does, and even, you know, let's put the degree on the table, your presence, uh, ever since I've known you, you've had, and this has been, even as a, a teenager, you've always brought a huge presence to the room. When you walk into the room, you're not timid, you're not shy, you definitely fill in the space. So um, how, I think you, you know, even without that, you, you definitely would, uh, you, you've always been an, a leader. Um, and so yeah, that's awesome. So my next question, you talked about pressure and you talked about failure. How, I, I'm sure it's probably, or you correct me if I'm wrong, a continuous thing that you kind of like deal with and try to persevere with, especially as a manager, I can only imagine, you know, dealing with management from the top, decision-making on certain things, especially as, you know, as we've gone through the pandemic with um, tech being so accelerated uh, because we had to, but then also you being a woman, and I don't know if that even really matters, but just a woman in tech in a male predominant type of industry when it comes to doctors and healthcare and stuff, how have you been able to really like, do you deal with, um, what is that key, uh, that coin word that everybody always says? Foster syndrome? Yes. Ugh. And maybe that I've been like pushing that in the back of my head because I'm just like, I'm so over that. But do you deal with like imposter syndrome? And, and also how do you, with your, you know, confidence and presence in the room, do you, do you feel or has someone um, said like, hey, you know, just you being in this space, even if you don't say a word, allows other people to see you and allows them to know that they can also get to where you are? So I know I've asked like a million questions in one <laughs> and I'm terrible. Everybody that's ever listened to my podcast, they're like, girl, break this up into like five questions. How are you going to expect them to answer all of that in one answer. So I guess break it down. Have How do you do a failure and persevere? And that's one. And then also with your presence and confidence, because I, for me, my outside perspective of you for the last, as long as I've known you, you've always had confidence. You've always filled in the room. So has anyone ever said your presence or your seat at the table uh, has allowed them to also feel like they can get there too? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I didn't have imposter syndrome until I was promoted. Mm. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, we have a pretty big, you know, IT department. Um, and so, you know, there's over 500 people um, and there's two women of color in leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and the other person is the one who hired me. And so, um, it's tricky to see, you know, white males, white females, um, and, you know, not, you know, why, and ask yourself, like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. How, how did I, how did I get here? Like, you know, you work so hard to get here. And then when you get here, not saying this is the end goal, it's not, but when you get, you know, I wanted a leadership position. I wanted to lead people. I didn't want to lead processes. I wanted to really learn how to lead people. And yep. so it's like, now that I'm here, oh shoot, like they really think I can do this. Um, okay, so how do I, you know, so there was a, a, a tricky spot for me to kind of like take a step back and say, you know, this is what you worked for. Yep. This is what you wanted. And I feel like we do that a lot. Once we get something that we truly want, um, we feel like, are we worth it? You know? Yep. Um, and so I, I did struggle with that for a few months. I think it took me till about six months in, um, because I mean, I'm not old, like I'm, mm -hmm. 30, I'm 34. We'll talk about it. 
Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, everyone that I'm leading, um, I have 20 direct reports are pretty much older than me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're older than me and I'm, you know, a black female. Um, and so it's kind of like, like, wow, I'm really here. Okay. Um, how do I do this? <laughs> so, um, I feel like I, I struggled with that initially, not saying I was bad at my job, but just really questioning, um, what you worked for, like you really made it to that point. Um, and so I, I did struggle with that. Um, but as you said, like, I really try to be, um, just a bubbly, confident person, like not an arrogant person. I really try to be someone who's approachable because yep. I feel like when there's not a lot of people that look like you and you do see a couple and they don't look like someone that you can come up and talk to, yep. uh, that might shut you down. Um, and so I, I just think back to those experiences of when I was starting in my career and the things that would have helped me get to that next level or, or made me feel empowered. Um, and I try to be that for other people. Um, and so it was, it was tricky. Um, you know, I graduated last year and there was just people, you know, can you be my mentor? You know, can you, and I'm just like, Oh shoot, like this is a thing. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't, you know, you know, know how to receive that. Yeah. Um, but also just, understanding that you know what I, the one thing I do tell because there's not a lot of people that look like me and where we are mm -hmm. and I do tell them you have to work twice as hard mm -hmm. uh, and and there's nothing I, I'd say that to anybody but you do um, because we don't have those same connections we don't have that family lineage of you know, we don't, we don't have that. So yep. all we can work off of is who we are and, and our hard work and how we can show up every day. Um, and so, you know, there, there were people trying to take me down, so to speak <laughs> at the beginning of this journey. And I just really had to dig deep within myself to understand where I wanted to be yeah, um, and how do I get there? And thankfully there was the person that hired me looked like me poured into me, um, you know, was kind of saying, I'm your boss, you're doing a good job. Like, don't let what other people are telling you. And, you know, I can look at that and be like, because I didn't listen to those outside influences who were maybe intimidated by me, or, you know, things like that, like, I was able to succeed. So if I can be that to someone else, then, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, I love that. And mentorship is so important. Um, and I tell anybody, I mean, I'm, I'm not as high up as you, but, uh, in my, in my role, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in my, uh, in my career too, I agree with you. Mentors are just like, and, and sometimes they look like you, sometimes they don't even look like you at all, but they, you know, I feel like as we continue to get higher up in our career, um, people want to work with who they like, like, or no, um, whether that's like, Hey, I know this person has good work or does good work. Um, Hey, you know, I know this person doesn't know anything about this industry, but I know they're a hard worker and I love their personality and I love to be around them. And so, um, if you guys don't have a mentor, just like Shanice had mentioned, you know, mentorship is so important. And maybe, um, in the next season we will, talk you know maybe have a little bit more nitty-gritty about that uh because you know mentorship to get anywhere is just sometimes you don't know your blind spots and mentors are good to keep it real with you like hey it's what you need to work on <laughs> you know hey it's yeah. what I've heard about you when you're not in the room you know like be mindful of this or it could be positive you know hey you you're killing it you're so hard on yourself but you actually are doing an amazing job um, so it can go both ways. Um, so with that story about people reaching out to you as being a mentor, have you taken any mentees on? Are you kind of just like, Hey, I, I started my new role. I started as a, a new board member. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to juggle 
being a wife and being a mom, like, let me get my bearings a little bit? Or have you just jumped in? You're like, hey, I'll take one or two and see how it goes. Um, I think I have definitely jumped in, um, okay. probably taken on too much, but okay. um, I think <laughs> I think back to my mentors who are in higher positions than me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, v- being VPs or, or C-level execs and making the time. And yeah. so I, I think back to that, if they can make the time, you know, you can as well, yeah. Um, yeah. because you never know how that can impact somebody. I, I think you, you definitely need a mentor. Um, you need a team of mentors really mm-hmm. um, to, to just, you know, in different spaces, in different capacities. Um, I, and so I've really tried to kind of just mentor people and, and be a, a, a listening ear or just kind of like, you know, I feel like in tech, you can get caught up in chasing the money and, um, even myself, I'd take a step back and say, if you chase money, you will constantly chase money. Yep. yep. Like, what are you chasing at this point? Like, there will always be a higher dollar amount, always. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've really, like, tapped into mentoring people who work with me um, and even outside, um, you know, if, if they come up to me. But just more to say, like, because people will say, I'm thinking of leaving. And I'm like, why? Because yeah. it's more money. And I'm like, but, and, and not to plug, but community is really good on that community mentality. Um, I felt very supported. I feel very supported where I'm at. And so I try to also pour that into my mentees to say like, yeah, you can leave, but someone's going to have to understand you all over again at a wow. new place. They're going to have to understand how you work, um, yeah. you know, and, you know, we work at a place where they truly let you be yourself, Um and there, there is a work-life balance. So yeah, the dollar sign might not be amazing. Um, yeah, but how yeah. do you work to that next level? Like, how do you, how do you get promoted? How do we look at those things to still keep the, the balance and the community feeling, but then, you know, also have your financial component with it. Um, so I, I have opened up, um, I, I might be biased. They might hate me for it. Uh, but I you know I I feel like I've grown a lot being where I'm at and I've seen seen the advantages and I just like I really like after I graduated because it's tricky when I finished with my doctorate I was like okay I'm about to go here and make this 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 I'm about to do this and it was just like sis no yeah Um, (laughs) and that's the thing it was just kind of like if I'm just chasing a bag so to speak if I'm just doing that like I'm never gonna be happy like I'm just not like you want to get up and love what you do every day and love to do it with the people if you're just constantly changing who those people are that's yeah. not fun. like yeah. and it's hard too because when you first get out of school I can't remember who I was telling I think I was talking to my little sisters and we were having a conversation about um my little sister that is in She's getting her doctor, her PhD right now too, and at, <laughs> at IU. And um, you know, she we were just having live talks, and she's like my best friend, and just telling her, you know, when I was her age, I wasn't, I was not pursuing a PhD, but I definitely, like you said, I was trying to chase the bag and had all these expectations. By the time I'm 25, I'm married and making six figures and, you know, I, all these unrealistic things that we think about in our twenties when, you know, us older 30 or older than that year olds kind of listen to us 20 year olds and we're like, uh-huh, yeah, good luck with that. You know, like, <laughs> I say you can't make it. You know, there are some 20 year olds that are doing those things, but most of them are, you know, 20s, you're just trying to figure your life out. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. Um, but it's funny that you said that because I mean, uh, I feel like uh you you're right. You never you not you never will be happy because you know, money will allow you to have resources to be able to do a lot of different things for your friends or family or whatever. Um, but like you said, you know, at some point you kind of have to stop and think why, like you said, like, why am I doing this? And it, when you mentioned that it triggered me to this next question that I wanted to ask you, 
when you said, hey, it's more than just money. It's about the benefits, the flexibility. And do you find that um, you started to realize, or not realize, but change your mind uh, about that when you kind of like dipped into your passion projects and turned it into a business with makeup or um, you and your husband starting your um, your collaboration with each other with photography and makeup after you graduated. Or um, one of the things Shanice didn't mention is that she definitely is crazy and amazing at like planning themed parties. All the parties <laughs> that I've ever gone to of hers have always been very detailed oriented, always been very like classy and just beautiful in general even if she's not making the charcuterie board or the table or whatever she has the resources to know you know figure out who could do it and then know what it needs to look like and so with some of these things that you do outside of work and we'll talk about your board um and your community involvement in a second but do you find that having that flexibility from work and a little bit of time has allowed you to be at the soccer games have allowed you to travel with your husband and create those moments have allowed you to do your passion of makeup that you're really good at and be able to expand and make it, you know, um, pretty much a, a movement in Indianapolis. Anytime there's an event, you sell out like in hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that that having that flexibility at work has allowed you or do you think, and then when, when was the time where you actually was like, you know what? The money, it'll come, but my time is something that I cannot get back. Exactly. Um, Your time, your mental health is something that you can't put a price tag on. Um, And I think, you know, me working, you know, my nine to five, we can say, um, they're very supportive of my business. Um, A lot of them are my clients. Um, and you you know, we have those things where when it comes to getting headshots done, you know, they want to come and get their makeup done by me. They want Greg to take their, their headshots. Um, they're very supportive of, you know, oh, you just opened a studio. Oh, you know, announcing it to the the whole entire IT department. That's awesome. You know, little things like that. Like they're very supportive. Um, and there's, you know, we talk about that work-life balance, like there's not a, I've never in my six years there have to worry about like someone denying my PTO or anything like that. I've never seen that. Um, It's, you know, if you have the time, you take it because in order to be the best at your job, you do need to recalibrate yourself. Uh, And so I've, you know, though a lot of people say like, how do you do it? Um, Even they will ask me like, how do you do what you do on a daily basis? Um, we talked about this at the beginning I just don't want to fail in anything that I touch um and so I feel like that balance uh it really helps me like if there's something that I need to do like go have lunch with my kid they're fine with that hey I'm out of office for a couple of hours I'm gonna go up here and have have lunch with my son like you know they understand you're a person yeah Um, and I feel like that really has helped me to be able to be great in these other avenues you know uh, when it comes to like, we talked about the board, like women in high tech, they pay for that membership. Like, you know, there's things that, you know, you would normally have to, would be, could be a burden to yourself, yeah. uh, but you don't have to worry about that. And so I, I feel very supported. And I, I think, you know, we talk about just find, like you said, the money will come. Yeah. yeah you know, it's there, it will come, but you just cannot put a price tag on that freedom and that support. Um, you know, because I feel like more people are starting to have businesses, they're starting to to find those passion projects. And when your nine to five supports that, like, what else could you ask for? Honestly? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's so important. And it's, it's a lot of things that people leave on the table. Um, but I think the pandemic has really changed people's views and minds on time. Um, because we've seen how, uh, just how much we never know when our numbers going to be called. And so, uh, what can we do? Can we work from home hybrid schedule where we have the flexibility, like you said, to go eat lunch with your son, um, get off work early to maybe go do something with your mom or your parents or whatever, you know, or, 
uh, go support a friend in her endeavors. And so um, I love that. And it mm-hmm. since you've been able to master it or it, you're continuing to hold on that skill, <laughs> you're like, oh, master, master. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but as you are adjusting and learning and implementing, I guess I should say, let me clean it up a little bit. Uh, what advice would you give to other moms out here trying to, to do all of that? You mentioned your business with your husband. Um, you also mentioned your son and and the things you do outside, including your board. Um, how? What advice would you give to other parents out there that are just trying to figure out how can I, how can I do this? How can I incorporate my work um, or utilize the benefits from my work to be able to, to do this and have the confidence to stick to, cause I think that's the biggest thing. Sometimes we're so scared. Like people ask, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, nothing. You know, I just kind of chilled at home knowing that you did like a whole bunch of amazing things, but you just don't want to bring that to work. Obviously you found a safe space. How do you help others to get into that same um, same space? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's crazy that you bring that up. It's, you know, we sometimes try not to toot our own horn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw something, there's, <laughs> they're called Boss Babe Network, but I saw something, they had a shirt that said, like, pay me like a white man or walk, when you walk into a room, like, act mm-hmm. like you're a white man, like, in mm-hmm. a sense, to say, like, you know, they're not ashamed to announce their accomplishments. They're not ashamed to say the things that they've done. And I feel like, you know, as Black women, as women in general, as minorities, as anything, it can be tricky. Um, like, we do so much, but we don't want to tell people about that because yeah. I feel like it's cocky or, um, and, and I struggle with that as well. Um, I'll, I'll say that honestly. Um, but just know that you've got this. Um there's definitely a support system out there whether it's you know your friends family whether it's you know people going through the same issues as you um and just know that you've got this there's going to be sacrifices it will suck it's going to suck um you're going to question yourself constantly you're going to wonder if you're doing it the right way um but the biggest thing i can say to that is create a plan and stick to it um if you you know what I mean like my my biggest plan was to you know when it came to my doctorate okay Shanice like are you sure you want to do this um yes I want to do it because I don't want to be in school the same time my son is my biggest thing was I wanted to be available when my son came home from school with his homework I didn't want to do homework when he had homework um that was my biggest thing it might not be everyone's but that was my that was my plan to be done before my son started kindergarten and it happened just shy of four months before Um, (laughs) but it was you know have your plan stick to it you're going to really question yourself there's going to be sacrifices but I feel like even when you feel like you don't have a support system you do Um, this podcast is clearly a support system for that Uh, I I just say the reward is invaluable because if you have that plan and you really stick to it. And there might be roadblocks here and there, um, but just keep that end goal in mind um, and just keep supportive people around you. I I, I stress that because people will drain you, Amber. Mm-hmm. They will. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I those sacrifices are key, but the end goal is phenomenal. So yeah. just keep pushing. Agreed, agreed. We talked a little bit about your board, just high level, but what made you, obviously I know the biggest probably component is giving back and showing, pre- being present, but tell us a little bit about the board that you're on. You Actually, you're on two boards. Um, and why have you decided to give your time and your treasures back to those huge causes to be able to support and help the community? Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, I was in school, I felt like for forever. Um, and then <laughs> one of my, one of my biggest things was really to give back to my community in the time that I have free 
that I didn't have when I was in school. Mm. Um, and so it was like, what do those causes look like? Like, make sure you're pouring into things that really mean something to you. Um, and I'm truly grateful for the two boards that I'm on. Um, I'm the secretary on both. So I don't know if I'm just really good at taking notes. Or, <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't figure that out. But um, <laughs> but for sure, um, I've been a part of Women in High Tech for almost four years now. Um, and it, it's based in Indianapolis. I'll say central Indiana because we're now branching out to Fort Wayne and, and a little bit of Timberwolf. Awesome. But it it's more so to get women, girls involved in STEM careers, um, because you know that was that's a male dominated society, um, and we love our male allies. Like my husband is one of our women in high tech, love it. Um, but just that's something that's near and dear to me, and so I was able to kind of mirror. We talked about me planning parties and things like that, so I joined like their networking and events committee. Um, just to kind of say like, okay, I love planning events. I also love giving back. Like, how can we do that? So we have, you know, different events throughout the year. Like we have networking events. Um, we just had our winter networking event, but we also have like fall networking events where we had one uh, where people could bring their children because we understand women, you know, sometimes can't make it to a networking event because they have to go home. They have responsibilities. Um, so understanding the different dynamics of, women in careers in tech and and catering to those and then also supporting like our K through 12 our girls in college like to make sure they know about these careers know about these resources that are available to them um, and then also you know we have every two years we give out scholarships and and things like that so that was big for me um, because I feel like if I would have known about that when I was younger uh, maybe I would have went into tech sooner or, you know, I would have, I wouldn't have fumbled along my path. I would have known what my path was and could have kind of found my interest early on. Um, and, and domestic violence network is, is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, it's, I feel like we, I don't know, I won't say all, but I'll say, you know, we've encountered domestic violence in some capacity. Um, and it was something that I saw a lot when I was younger. And so, you know, you don't realize how some of those things impact you until you're older. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, a lot of suppressed feelings, a lot of uh, things like that. And so, you know, with my fellowship, I was married with Domestic Violence Network. They must have known I needed them um, because, you know, they have a direct impact on domestic violence in, in our city, um, providing resources because sometimes you feel like you can't leave and, yeah. you know, and things like that and so you know being you know those resources whether it's financial whether it's you know putting you in connect with an organization whatever it may be um just trying to change the landscape of domestic violence and being more preventative and and being in schools and i think what i love about both organizations is that they don't just focus on being reactive or being in the right now they're also pouring into children um, and I feel like that's something where it can prevent a lot of things in the future or can yeah. help things in the future. Um, if you know about it when you're a child and, you know, cause I mean, these yeah. things in, in all different capacities. So I, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to really give back to things that mean something to me, yeah. um, that hold a special place in my heart. And I've really done my best to also bring alongside my friends, my family, um, to join and also be, you know, whether it's committee members or, or things like that to, to give back as well. Um, so it, it really warms my heart that I was able to, you know, the time I was dedicating to writing papers or things like that, I'm now able to use that time to put into events or, or helping and spreading the message about these two organizations. Yeah. And you have the found, you have the, um, the resources and probably network and foundation too, from you being in school, um, and having to interact with like, like you said, your fellowship, but your classmates and your professors, sometimes we don't think, um, that those resources and those people that we meet along the way, obviously mm -hmm. you're good at it. Cause you brought them along. 
but sometimes um, we can be remiss and not necessarily grab back or or even something so simple. You talked about secretary, even like if you guys are writing grants or, you know, just different things like that, even though you didn't go to school for grant writing, you can at least all of that time that you had to write a paper <laughs> or your dissertation or, you know, different oh. things like that, you know, you can, you know, you could help them like, okay, hey, you need me to write two pages this is good because I had to write like 100 pages there you know obviously I'm being dramatic exactly. but those soft skills that we um we don't think about definitely can can help too um when we have whether we have we do or not have like higher education but in your case you do kind of have that healthcare perspective and you're able to kind of like with the domestic network and this is a stretch so you just correct me if I'm wrong but you know you're able to provide them like the basic or or at least get them connected to um, resources around the city for healthcare related or, you know, different types of resources for them to tap into. Even when it comes to like where you work, there might be a, a line, a healthcare line or some type of drive or some type of awareness or something where they can maybe tap into those resources they didn't think that were even available to them um yeah. so I love that all right so y'all I like I said I promise uh Shanice a power hour so I'm gonna wrap it up <laughs> uh but one last question before I ask her um the last questions I ask everyone is um you talked about your business um we, well we talked about it very briefly but we mainly focused on your career but what you have had your business for a very long time. It'll be a decade uh, approaching soon. And mm -hmm. what has been your biggest learning lesson along the way um, as a business owner and growing your brand and your presence in um, the city? What have you learned that you can also give to another business owner that's just starting out and trying to figure out like, how do I do this while I'm balancing my nine to five? Yeah, I, my biggest key, and we, we talk about this a lot, is just having a plan. Um, I mean, you're going to, you're going to fail in some capacity, even with yourself. Um, but I will say never stop learning. Um, I feel like I'm a lifelong student, so I, I can say that, but you know, here recently, I just took a class three weeks ago. Um, you know, I've been in this industry for nine, almost nine years. And so people were like, I don't feel like you need the class. Like, why are you paying that money? Why are you flying to Texas to take this class? Uh, but it was something that was on my plane. It was something I knew I wanted to do. I she, to me, is my favorite makeup artist. This is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I want to learn from her. Like that, that's my thing. And so I was in a position financially where I could finally afford it. I could do that. And so I did it. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm going to another level. Yep. Um, you can always level up in your career. I'll say once, once you know what you want to do, do it. Um, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. <laughs> um, and if they do just bypass them, they're not worth it. Um, but <laughs> You know, like stick to what you know and constantly learn because we know the market is constantly changing. Um, the way that, you know, we market on social media is changing. Um, for me as a makeup artist, the techniques are changing. Um, what's in right now is changing. So constantly learning and growing with the market um, and just, you know, being that like, if you say that you're going to the biggest thing I'll say as a business owner, if you say that you're going to be at this place at this time, or if you say you're going to deliver, please do it. Yeah. Uh, because to me, that that's something that I pride myself on is that I do not cancel on my clients unless, you know, there would have to be like a death in my family or something like that. Um, but I don't like, they always come first. I understand that people have things that they are scheduling me for whether it's a wedding or something like that. And I don't want to be the bad person in their day. Um, and so just being consistent, uh, being on time and, and, and being that person to where they feel like they can rely on you um, will grow your business as well. Um, and so, you know, stick to the plan, 
be committed, continue to grow and show up. I love that. And that's so important, even outside of business is being a person of your word and a person people can depend on. And so I, um, I definitely will take that nugget and put it in my uh, little treasure box. That is um, truly I'm your treasure box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, y'all, we could talk forever. So I'm gonna ask Shanice one question that I normally ask every single person, uh-uh. and that comes on. <laughs> It's not curveball, I promise. I promise. Um, but I ask you can answer either one or the two questions. One of the two questions. Um, what's your go-to resource for your professional life or professional or personal life that you enjoy? It can be like an app, it can be um a concept, a book, uh, a person, like uh whatever resource you love that you're just like, uh. I could never live without this. Or what advice would you give to your younger self? And you kind of already touched on that a little bit, but if you want to go deeper into it, then uh, you can too. So one or the two. I'll go with door number one, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say my resource would be my husband. Ooh, I love him. <laughs> And I say that because he keeps me grounded. Um, realistically, there's no, he keeps me grounded. And he's also that person who's very, he's impulsive to an extent and I'm not. And so when I think I can't do anything, he's very much in my corner to say you can and here's how. Um, and so, you know, there's no beats by shoes without him. Um, you know, he bought my LLC, he created my logo, you know, and I was like, before, you know, entrepreneurship was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also like my sounding board. So, you know, we talk about little things like me getting into management and, you know, having to have a conversation with one of my employees and just the message I was going to send to this person was, you know, hey, am I doing this right? Um, yeah. You know, things like that. Or even when it comes to navigating my friendships now, you know, friends, people that you've been friends with for years, yeah. um, you know, those relationships change. Like they just, you, you move into certain areas of your life and, you know, me being filterless, um, <laughs> you know, I, I run those things by him um, to say, hey, like, you know, e- even today, like, I mean, you gave me, you know, some things that we might talk about. And I was like, I'm gonna say this. He's like, uh, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, so like, there's a softer way to say that. And I'm like, but how? Because I just want to say it how I want to say it. Um, so I feel like, I, I feel like he's the reason why you all get the, the sophisticated, classy <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I don't know what you guys would get if, uh, if he wasn't here to just be my sounding board, but also to support me in yeah. everything that I do. Um, so there's, you know, I don't need a book. I don't need, you know, to decompress because and a lot of people can't live with their spouse and mm-hmm. we both work from home. So we're here all day and we have a studio together. Like yeah. sometimes I think back to that. I'm like, we are with each other 24 seven. Um, <laughs> We truly must love each other. Like I, I really think I don't think people could do that. Like really yeah. thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I that that's who that that's it for me. I yeah, no other way around it. <laughs> I love that because uh, all the times that I've even had a chance to interact with you guys, your husband's hilarious, and you guys are both hilarious. Like y'all, they will be the first ones on the dance floor literally like get amping each other up like hey you know like getting it you know and they're just you guys are just so fun and I agree with you like a lot of people they they get married and they don't get married to their best friend and life is hard when you don't especially with kids work passions uh, education you know everything that you your dreams the things that you want to attain mm-hmm. so much harder you know when you uh 
when you're when you don't have someone that is your you know partner in crime and literally will ride you know with you to the wheels fall off but then also will be quick to to get you on together and I love that (laughs) that you guys have that relationship because um that's what I I agree with and or I definitely think is important and um it's a good reminder to all of us married people out there. Uh, shout out to all the husbands out there that are the the true MVPs that keep us grounded. So um, I love that. All right. So I just wanted, even though I said this in our private time with each other prior to the podcast, but I just want to like really, really, truly say thank you, Shanice. Um, I've known you for a very long time. And y'all, I was so nervous when I reached out to her. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to say no. She's like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so excited that we've had this chance to really like spend with each other because uh, she's very involved in the community and very like, you know, she's a lot of people know who she is. And so just to be able to take a piece of your busy schedule and time for you to come and talk to us today. I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, I, the pleasure is mine. Really, It was a no brainer when you asked me, um, you, we've known each other for years and you're an amazing human being. And, you know, I love your family. I love this podcast. I love what you're doing. It, it's amazing. And so I'm just grateful to be here. Awesome. All right, y'all, before we continue and we be on here for a whole nother hour talking about uh, food, wine, and uh, traveling and all the other stuff. Um, I will see you guys next Friday. And thank you, Shanice, for coming on. Bye, guys. Hey, love. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I would love to stay in touch with you and connect. So to keep up with the OYOT podcast, follow on your own terms podcast with Amber Cherie on Spotify and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OYOT podcast. And also too, if you want to share your thoughts um, or even write a little love letter or feedback, send us a letter um, to the email address of O-Y-O-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.